Yes, in Didi Duty, it is the second hour of the run home with John and Fletch. You got the prof and the sock for your Friday uh, fun times. You missed the trading hour, brought to you by Amer Safety, your Australian owned workwear and PPE provider. Now, you can always catch up on the show via the Run Home podcast or Spotify and Apple podcasts. We are now on YouTube. Search Joel and Fletch and bloody subscribe. Find us at Joel Fletch SEN on X, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us everywhere and anywhere by the sounds of things. There is no excuse for missing us. That's the best way to put it. Uh, a big welcome to our New Zealand listeners, uh, Kiora, and good afternoon. Um, joining us on SENZ. If you want to text and get involved in the show, double eight, double three. You missed a great chat about the Kiwi cricket team. We might need to do that again for our Kiwi listeners. Yes, we will. Very, uh, very pro New Zealand. Yeah, we will. They've had a win, so they're going to be up and about. Good on them. Um, hoping to break that World Cup duck. South Africa or New Zealand? Obviously, both sides have done very well in both World Cups. Who do you think has a better chance? I've sidetracked. I've got to do all this other stuff first. Sorry. I got into the cricket just then. Sorry about that. Coming up on the, sorry, Brooksy. Coming up on the show, Olympian Jess Fox. Make sure you tune in for that. She's just been announced that she's going to her fourth Olympics. Pretty amazing. Second athlete announced. Very exciting. Thunder captain Chris Green. He'll be on. Uh, I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions I've always wanted to ask a spin bowler, so I'm going to be asking him. That's fantastic. Uh, Dean Watling. He'll be on. He's got all his tips for Saturday. For what's the Saturday carnival called down there, Brooksy? I apologise. Stakes Day. Stakes Day. Um, and then the run home quiz is back. Thanks to Wilson. Been a while since we did the quiz sock. Yeah. We were pretty bad at it from yeah. memory. Imagine mm, after now. eight months oh, away from yeah, the quiz. It's going to be amazing. Unmissable. Well, <laughs> unmissable. Perfect. Oh. Perfect time to bring up this week's unmissable yeah. moment. Well done. Socky, yes. you won't. Slices out at Maxwell. Jogs through. It pitches and it's four. 50 for Glenn Maxwell. High, close to the rope, over again. Two in a row from Maxi. 100 for Maxwell. His second of this World Cup. Can he rescue Australia? Can he do it? Done it again. Can you believe it? Where is this coming from? Everybody here's on their feet. And Maxwell hits it. Yes, it was an unmissable moment. Uh, and you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Uh, let me say that there. Now, can I just say, Smithy, Ian Smith, who is in the SEN stable, I believe, Brooksy. Yeah, well and truly, yeah. He is the best commentator of cricket in the world. Oh. I said it. Someone had to say it. When it's a big moment, the other day when Mark Nicholas called, um, he called Virat Kohli's 49th hundred. And he said, uh, good tidings to you or whatever it was. Uh-huh. For the 49th time, he, I was like, just be quiet. Because I think Ravi Shastri, <laughs> oh well, no, Ravi Shastri was sitting next to him. Imagine him calling it. He's Marks the best. Mark's on. Well, he, so he's the best. So who is the Wait, best? Sorry, was, you're right. Yeah. No, you did right. Um, so you've got Ian Smith. Ian Smith is the best. Who is Find, find me someone better. For, for big moments. For big moments. The barest of margins. The barest, the barest of, of all yeah. margins. So we've got Smithy. Smithy's number one. We've got uh, Ravi. 
Marvy. Ravi's yep. up there. Harsha Bogle, yep. I like Ooh, him. Harsha's good, yeah. He's, he's very good. very intellectually, you know. Um, Shane Watson. Shane Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Watto? Shane Watson. the best in the background where you can hear yeah, him going, he oh! Yeah, he like, is good for that. He's hey, like the Joey mic. Jones. He's the best off you know, mic Joey's commentator. the best off mic commentator. Yeah. Brendan Julian. Yeah. Brendan Julian BJ. with the Frank Worrell trophy, which he got around the wrong way. So I'll let you work out how you'd get that. One oh, right. the the the, he got the uh, the Worrell Frank. The, he got the he got the he put the Franks in front of the beast. <laughs> he did. Uh, I think it would be a coin toss. Uh, but you know, one of the guys that we've missing out here. Yeah. Bumble or Bumble. Oh yeah, David Lloyd's David very Lloyd. good. Uh, Kevin Peterson. <laughs> That was me banging my head against the table. <laughs> Mate, did you see with Glenn Maxwell, he received all these amazing messages of support. Bruce and Wolverine. Um, uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman sent a note to him. Uh, Sachin Tendulkar. Um, all the biggest names in the whole world. Who else, Mark? You got, um, they all did it. Mm. Kevin Peterson. He put. He posted something. Congratulations, Glenn Maxwell. And he did a picture of himself. Hugging Glenn Maxwell, and you could barely—if you didn't know it was Glenn Maxwell, you couldn't see him. Oh, it was old Kevin Peterson wearing a Maxwell jersey, exactly, isn't it? And it's the old "Happy Birthday, Professor," and then post a really good. Do you not notice that girls do that a lot? Yeah. Oh. And it's they like, look amazing. Happy birthday, Michelle, and it's them looking really great. Yeah. And oh. Michelle's got the yeah, girlfriend spaghetti. Just, all yeah. over she her. looks like Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> 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 can we say Mingan? Oh, yeah, doesn't look great. Right. Doesn't look great. Is Mingan it? Yeah, we can do Mingan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can we say? Oh, you got to check the terms I use that you can't use anymore, but I think that one's okay. okay. Um, Glenn Maxwell, he was on the Club Prairie Fired podcast, hosted by Michael Vaughan, Adam Gilchrist, and Ollie. I see what you're doing here, mate. Oh. It's me as well. I'm the host of it, somewhat, sometimes. Club Perry Fire, new podcast. He came on. <laughs> Glenn Maxwell was a great chat. Uh, just a genuine cricket mind. Um, he had a few things to say. He chatted about Pat Cummins, which was interesting. Can we roll this in, Mark? Uh, and at that stage, it was all just jokes. Like, it was all just like, we know we're probably not going to win this. Like, let's just, like, stick it out. Stick to our plans as long as we can. And, and who knows? But he, he was outstanding there the whole time. He... he kept a smile on his face. And I think the fact that we were smiling and having fun sort of sucked the emotion out of them. They were like, hold mm. on, we're, we're still here. We're still trying to play a competitive game of cricket. And we both didn't really buy into it. We didn't really give them too much. We were sort of in our own little bubbles and and just having our, our fun. And it, it probably got a little bit funnier at the end when Paddy was sort of knocking them into deep mid-wicket and we were both like screaming no at each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't think I can make it. Nah, sorry. Just stay there. Stay there. Um, they were real laughs. Because really laugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I that said, That is oh, so bad. Mate, why are you it's fake such laughing? a good oh, podcast. Club Prairie Fire. Club Prairie Fire. <laughs> I can't wait. That sounded like a hoot. <laughs> You're just upset. <laughs> yeah. Because our little show with you and Stuart McGill, mm, yep. we all know how yeah. that ended. That's yeah, what I say every yeah, time. Yeah. We all know how that ended. Um, Cut to a break, Marky. No. Because <laughs> he's going to reprimand me in the break. So we got to stay on for the next two hours so that Sock forgets. Um, it was a great chat. Uh, if you get a chance, go on and have a listen. He said some uh, great things about teammates and physios. and It was an amazing knock. Well, well can I... Oh, because I'm keen to hear. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we've go got some it. audio of. I would like to listen to this part when they got into the change room. Marky, roll that in. Uh, what kind of remarks did you get from the players as you walked in the dressing room? 
Yeah, there was um, there was more chat about my running techers um, <laughs> in the last in the last like six or seven overs. Um, watching me shuffle with my feet like this far off the ground, um, I joked about that it looked like Jane Savile coming into into Sydney, um, two thousand Olympics. Um, did she get red carded in two thousand? Yeah, that was yeah. that was a horrible moment. Yeah. Club Prairie Fire is a great... Why is Adam Gilchrist <laughs> laughing at that? That's the only place you wouldn't laugh, and he's decided to laugh. It was. It's a very good podcast. Uh, <laughs> currently number one in the Netherlands, which is a oh. massive cricket market. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you number one? In, in the Netherlands? No, I think Ryan Campbell's podcast. Oh, is it? One. Has he yeah, gone past yeah, us? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yours is minging, which <laughs> is an informal British adjective. Yeah. Very bad or unpleasant. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're okay <laughs> with that one? <laughs> you don't know. You just don't know. Uh, anyway, let's hope that he can um, continue it for the rest of the tournament. As even he admitted on that great podcast, uh, he has ups and downs with his form. Um, unmissable moment. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Um, let's take a listen to New Zealand versus Sri Lanka. Those highlights. The ODI Cricket World Cup. No ad breaks in play on KO Sports. Download now. Oh, hello. I think we know how he's going to play it. Wonderful, wonderful drive and another half century this time for Kusar Pereira, his 17th. Oh, nipped back inside edge. Oh, tracking coming up now, pitching outside of impacting line and wickets is hitting. Yes! Oh yeah, got him this time, a little edge, he's enjoying every moment, he'll enjoy that as well. Finished off by Rachin Ravindra and Latham holds on to that one. Sri Lanka have been bowled out for 171. Lofted, one step, see you later. Now bowl there. You cannot bowl there, Devin Conway. Sword did the jit or not. And that is a comprehensive way to end this game. They've beaten Sri Lanka here, beaten them comfortably in Bengaluru by five wickets, but crucially with lots of time to spare to up that net, net run rate and give themselves the best chance of going through to the semi-finals. Where do you put Mike Atherton in that list? <laughs> Alongside... Nasser Hussain. Nasser Hussain. Mm. Mm. But Boring. pretty... Boring. Yeah, pretty... You're just your stock standard, your throwdowns. Test in, commentary. Yeah, your throwdowns. Um, what about Owen Morgan? Ricky Ponting. Yeah, right. I like Punter. Punter, very good. Owen Morgan. Yeah, throw, throw him into the, 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 the pile with the other two. Ishiguwa, she's up there. Yeah. Very good. Very good. She is one of the great she to have her on board. Kerry O'Keefe, a little bit left of centre. Hit and miss. Yes. A bit like, bit like Glenn Maxwell. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Moments where you're like, this is the best afternoon of Kerry ever. And then moments where you're like, what's Kerry on about? Yeah. Do you know who's done some stuff yeah. recently yeah. on Test Match Special over in the UK? Jimmy Anderson. Not retired yet, but he's still he? done something. He's been very good. You know, when I, when I was... Stuart Broad as well. well as when I was in the UK, we ran into Stuart Broad at the England v South Africa Rugby Union game. And we were all in... Diving? <laughs> yeah, I hit him. I reversed. I said, Who's fault? Mine. I aimed oh, for yeah. it. I said, walk, you bastard. <laughs> no, I, we bumped into him, but we were all in Wallaby's kit. But he didn't think we were, because I was with, no, nah, this is Brucing, but it was the Wallabies that I was with. 
And so he just heard somebody go, Drew Mitchell go, Brawny! And he was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. And then realized, no, like he knew these guys and he was chatting to them. And then I went over to him and was trying to talk to him. And he was just ignoring me, ignoring me, ignoring me. And then I went, um, have you heard this awesome new podcast called Very Fire? And he was like, no. And then I said, <laughs> said, do you want to come on? It's Michael Vaughan and Adam Gilchrist. And all of a sudden he was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I'll come on. I was like, you F-wit. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you do. you got to sell your soul. Uh, he's a lot slider. <laughs> you do. He's a lot slider than he looks when he plays. So stay play. tuned to episode seven where the professor and his good mate Stuart Broad. Yeah. Well, then it was like two days later that thing came out how he was talking about how he abused Pat Cummins. You know, have you yeah, seen he's, on he's what was it called? In his book, yeah, saying that I I think I might have fired him up because it was a, a it was a, a proper. Um, well, I was I was in London at the stage when he was releasing parts sections of his book, and I read the whole. Uh, transcript of what he was. Yeah, because he was calling him a disgrace. Yeah, and, and, pa- and Pat Cummins sleds yeah. back, who's quite witty, very unassuming, but he said, you're hardly the pin-up boy of the spirit of cricket, uh, which I thought was quite good from Pat. Oh, sorry, we meant to be chatting New Zealand, Sri Lanka there. We got sidetracked. Mm. Um, huge five-wicket win for the Black Caps, ending a four-game winning streak. Black Caps bowled out for a hundred and... They bowled them out for 171. Angelo Matthews made it to the pitch this time. Which <laughs> I was doing a bit at that time. Sorry about that. <laughs> he, made it to the pitch. Uh, he lasted 27 balls through 16. Um, Trent Bolt was the pick of the bowlers. We've read that sentence a lot. He's always good for the Kiwis, isn't he? Three for 37 off his 10. Is he coming out for the BBL again? Sock, will he be stars again? I'm not sure if he was picked up. No. Mm. But he, he was good last. Be... There was a few good Kiwis last year. De Gronholm, he was out. Colin, Colin Munro. Yeah. Um, it was probably the pick of the, the and, bunch. And Jimmy Neesham, he was playing for Brisbane Heat, wasn't he? Mm. Was he? Yeah. There was a few good Kiwis yeah, so, last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, they chased it down in just over 23 overs. That man again, Rachin Ravindra. Yeah, 42. Is he Is he the bolter for – do they give a – Trent Bolter. Do they give a an up and like an up and coming star award for the tournament, like a rising star award? Oh, they they do? It's not rugby union, yeah. mate. Where they just hand out awards and yeah. I feel like rugby unions, everyone gets a certificate sort of thing. Not in cricket, mate. You win the World <laughs> Cup and that's it. That's it. Okay. Devin Conway and Mitchell, <laughs> forty five and forty two. Let's let's just be fans of the cricket talk here and not drag it into. Well, well, well. The I'm good, not, bad I don't the know what. I mean, I know they give a John Eels medal or something. Yeah. What else do they give <laughs> yeah, out? I don't know. Do what, they give a rising was, star? I was thinking basketball. <laughs> They right. do player of the tournament, of the year. player of the match, golden bat, oh. and golden ball. <laughs> there you go. Balls. Well, most runs, most wickets. Ball. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Take a look at the ladder. It's it's getting a bit heated in here, isn't it? Are we getting on or are we, are we angry at each other or are we happy? What's up? Okay. We're angry. Just India. Laugh. <laughs> Just laugh like Gilly. <laughs> India is first. South Africa is second, Australia their third, New Zealand. They've secured, we think, their fourth spot unless Pakistan win by 283 runs mm. against England, which is possible. Uh, Afghanistan, they've done very well at this tournament. Um, probably exceeded still, expectations, still a didn't chance, they? Afghanistan. What do they have to do to get in? Well, a their lot. net run rate is uh, 0.6 worse than Pakistan, so they might have to make 400 and bowl a team out for 50. No, I think it's uh, get 800 and they have to get all of them out for minus 15. <laughs> you know just, what, though? So why do they just get <laughs> some <of> the... 815? <laughs> 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 no, but it's a special way of doing it. Right? Yeah. Because oh, net yeah. run rate, no one understands. Sure. 
So no, you need yours, actually but yours get made perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> the Sid Chrome toolkit, wasn't it, on the 12th man? Wasn't it? Yeah, that was the way they used to work it out, divided by the amount of... That's right. Yes. Banners. Yeah, um, but I tell you, some of these um, grounds in India, you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a team did get 800. I mean, we're seeing some very high scores. It's remarkable that a lot of score... And I was chatting to Ryan Harris about this after Jake Fraser-McGurk had made um, that 100, the quickest ODI... Sorry, not ODI, the quickest list A hundred ever. Uh, twenty nine balls, I think it was. And it's like, is is four hundred the new three hundred? Oh, Remember when one day wow. cricket started, yeah. it was two twenty, two thirty, and you'd off ten overs you just got through the new ball, you'd be none for twenty off ten, and then you basically saved just logging for the back end cricket. Whereas now it is just it's they just keep going. As in players come in and they go from ball one. Mitch Marsh has said that the change in his game um, where he's now advanced is Andrew McDonald has given him the confidence to say, you want to be the best player in the world, you can't give yourself two to three overs. You have to go first ball from ball one. And that's what you're seeing. The, the innings against Pakistan where he made the big hundred, he hit his first ball over mid off for six. Um, and the fearless, the, the, the downside a bit is what you see England where they've got yeah. that mentality and it doesn't go right. And then you've got no form. What do you go back to is if it's the same way you can keep digging that hole a bit bigger, but when you're going well, um, it's it's so good to watch. I want to ask you, I feel like with T20 and ODI matches, it swings between tournaments where the team that bats first wins all the games and then it swings to the team that bats second wins all the games. Currently in this tournament, we're basically seeing the teams that set the total mm. that are winning often quite easily. Yeah. Yep. What, is that to do with the pitch conditions? Is it just is it I, fluke? I, I think uh, wickets are deteriorating, but a, a lot of teams... India is quite tricky depending on where you're playing. Um, we know at Wankhede, you know, the first innings is three. So when Australia played Afghanistan, winning the toss, the average score in the tournament up until that point, batting first was close to 350 plus, 360, 370. And chasing, Ricky Ponting said it a few times on air, that the highest chasing total, even trying to get to 370, had only been 280. So... Ricky Ponting was saying that very the Afghan batters, Afghani batters, were very calculated in the way they went about their setting up their total, knowing that if they got to 280, 290, that they were right in the game. As in, that would be enough, knowing that chasing is quite difficult. Um, and it turned out, it almost turned out to be perfectly set up if well, it hadn't been for something special. It's funny, you talk about teams chasing and Afghanistan needing, what was it, 800, and then get them out for minus, minus 15. Mm. They are playing South Africa. So South Africa at the moment are... It's like two different sides. So if they win the toss and they bat, or if they get sent into bat, which New Zealand did with them, they're getting 350 plus. If they bat second... The Netherlands are beating them. Yeah. So yeah. there's every chance Afghanistan win the toss, they go in and bat, and they absolutely flog them. I don't know whether it will ever be enough, but we'll see. Now, you've got finals machinations in here. This is great. Love a machination. Uh, Pakistan, they play England tomorrow in Calcutta. New Zealand has a net run rate of 0.074. I know we've done this. We'll do this for the um, New Zealand audience again. Um, uh, the table? No, oh, I've just got a point here. Yeah. Brooksy, I'd like to chat about. Uh, Henry Nichols reported for ball tampering. Is that correct? That's Yeah, there was footage of him with the ball on the helmet. Yeah. So... Not sure if he'll be available going forward, but, yeah, there's... That's interesting. That's big news, yeah. yeah. Now, that will be received around the world. Three um, instances were captured during the match, so in a Plunkett Shield game. Mm. Yeah, mm. there you go. So the machinations... This, now, what you've set up here 
yeah, Brooksy, is what the uh, semi-finals will look like, correct? So at the moment, you're looking at India versus New Zealand at Wankhede Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, during their group match, because each team has played each other once, India, they won by four wickets. Mo, uh, Shami, he had five for 54. He's had the tournament of his life. Daryl Mitch, Mitchell, he got 130. And Virat was 95 in the chase. Geez, he's in form. So, I mean, let's face it at the moment, India is a long way ahead of everybody. Um, amazing bowling attack. Mm, it's one of the it's best hard to see seen. them getting beaten, but it, it's, it is a case like that. I don't know, go back to Australia's first performance where they had them three for 20. It's possible to, and if, if Mitchell Marsh takes that catch, big if, four for 20, chasing 200. Uh, one of the rare teams or rare occasions where a team chasing has gone on to win India. Um, but it can happen, you know. You just give yourself a chance to making it into the finals. I don't think there's really any difference between no. finishing first or fourth. Mm. I think I saw a stat the other day to do with restricting India in the in the first power play. Yeah. If you can somehow restrict Rowett when he comes out, then you're a good. Big chance part of, of winning over in India them. is to is to limit the limit the runs scored and get wickets in that first power play mm. sets your game up because we know how devastating teams can be in the back end. Australia versus South Africa. They will be at Eden Gardens. Uh, during the group match, South Africa set the Aussies 312 for the win. Decock, he had 109, if you remember, and uh, Makram, Mark- Markram, mm. 56 off 44. The Proteas, they bowled us out for 177. Uh, Labuschagne, he's top scored with 46. Uh, Rabada was the chief destroyer with three for 33 off eight. That was the fourth time in a row we'd lost to South Africa after beating them twice in South Africa. Yeah, we went on a winning streak, didn't we? We went, mm. we started off that campaign in South mm. Africa really, really well, then lost the back end of that tournament and then came into the World Cup and lost a couple of games. So we'd lost five one days yeah, in a row, right. essentially, before we were able to turn it around. For the first time in my uh, SEN career, I did a little bit of research before the show. So you look <laughs> at those four games, guys. So this is South Africa batted first in all four. Six for three, three, eight, five for four, one, six, nine for three, one, five, seven for three, eleven. So didn't bowl them out. They got some good scores, plus three mm. hundreds. And then Australia were bowled out in each of the chases, losing by more than a hundred runs for each of those matches. So do you think I know Sock three of them were warm up games for the World Cup over in South Africa. The yeah. squads were a bit different. Well, that play, like, because cricket is a bit of an analytical game. Would would you think that looking at that going, when we've chased them, we've had no chance of beating them in the last four times and in India as well. Yeah. Would you try and flip the script there? Would you try and bat first, maybe off the back of Maxi? Oh, without a doubt. That would be, you'd be winning the toss and trying to, to bat first 100%. Yeah. Did they win all those tosses, the Proteus? Oh, I, I'm not sure. Well, they, we are... So bad at coin tosses. If you think mm. of the Ashes. <laughs> so bad. We lost five, didn't we? At five or four, four out of five? Or five. Yeah. I'd like to see Cummins' stats on his coin tossing. I think he's got to go and improve. He needs to work on his game. <laughs> 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 We're uh, terrible. The, uh, the, look, South Africa yeah. are playing very, very good cricket, but finals cricket is just such a different kettle of fish. Like you were saying, a warm-up, they're not really uh, – you're still trying to win those games. They're in South Africa, but here, India, big stage against South Africa. You know, you start the, the demons of playing the World Cup in Australia, losing to New Zealand with Grant Elliott, hitting a match-winning 80, almost unlosable against South Africa. They had De Villiers, Mornay Morkel, and then they're walking into this World Cup. They're playing really good cricket, barring the blemish against Netherlands. And then they come up against the Aussies, 
who do we remember the underarm incidents against Damian Fleming? Um, it was Lance Klusner and Alan watched, Donald. You just dropped the World Cup, wasn't it? Wasn't it was, that, that, that famous... was the Herschel Gibbs yeah, mid wicket. Yeah. Uh, Damian Fleming bowling the last over. They need, you know, they basically need a single to win and, and get run out. Uh, that's got to be playing on their minds, South Africa. Yes, yes. They 25 years of losing. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be back soon. Yes, you're on the run home with Joel and Fletch this afternoon. You've got the prof and the sock. Text messages, socky boy, they're coming in thick and fast. 0457 736 736 if you'd like to get involved in the chat. I like this one here from Steve. Prof slash sock, good cricket chat. Cheers, Steve. Stingray. That's his name. Sorry. Um, Sock, do you think Sean Abbott needs to play instead of Stoinis? Better bowler and can bat. Stoinis hasn't done much at all. Thoughts? Question mark. Now, Andrew McDonald, we'll hearing some comments from him saying they're going to go with an extra bowler. So it might be Sean Abbott. Well, you hasn't should, played yet. When you answer this question, you need to say full disclosure. He's a good friend of mine. And as a result, my opinions have been impacted by a long-term relationship with Sean. <laughs> you have to say that and then you give your that. opinion. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have an opinion, but it'll be nice to get him. It'd be nice to get him connected to the tournament, wouldn't it? Because he, you turn on and you feel like he's been playing anyway because he's been fielding so much. Yeah, true. Um, so and I guess uh, um, Alex Carey as well. That's kind of been. We got a, a game at the start, but you're not going to. It would have been very, very weird seeing Alex Carey being dropped after one game, English playing a few, and then come back in. It was weird seeing him play the first game and getting dropped anyway. Yeah, I don't, I didn't understand that. What did Gilly have to say about that? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, you'll have to tune into Club Prairie Fire. <laughs> okay. We've got an exclusive. They're all exclusives. Um, so why did the prof say wank heady like that? You've said it. Yeah. Why do you say it like that? How do you say it? It's wank heady. Yeah. I'm saying the same thing as you, no, wank heady. Just saying it. You're trying to be funny. I'm not it? trying to be funny. No. I was born and raised here. Um... Okay, anything else coming in there, Sock? Sock, will you accept my follow request on Insta? I'm a big fan of yours. Sula. Um, Why have they done a ha-ha? <laughs> 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 They're taking the piss. All right, let's, let's take a break. You're on the run home with Joel and Fletch. You're on the run home with Joel and Fletch. It is Friday, which means it is the prof and the Sock. Uh, it's your B team. It's your backups. It's the 12th and 13th man. Um, hi, gents. Great show. I think chemistry between you guys are great. I guess this is proof that Maxi doesn't throw his wicket. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Jez. Jez That's from good. West Pennant Hills. Uh, Brooksy, have you got anyone, Any you were looking at the Kiwi text line. Has anything come from across the ditch? Anybody got anything to say about the black caps? Not yet, no. So eight eight three three or double eight double okay. three, as okay. most people like to Beautiful. say. Send us a text; we'll read it out. All right, let's take another break. You're on the run home with Joel and Fletch at the Prof and the Sock. Yes, you're on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Kona N line imagined to be bold. We are now on YouTube. Search Joel and Fletch and subscribe. Uh, you can also find us at Joel Fletch Sen on Twitter slash X. Instagram and TikTok. Uh, now, we had a little chat to this gentleman on Tuesday, Sock, if you remember. Um, Sparks flew, emotions ran high, and I think we really hit it off. Has has he requested to be back on because he knew yeah, we he were did. on? I knew it. He did. He was like, when are uh, Prof and Sock then? back on? 
Friday. All right, Dino, come on, Dino. Is he still in Melbourne? We'll find out. It is time now to cross to SEN track analyst Dino Watling. Uh, visit DeanWatling.com for all his exclusive tips. Are you there, Dino? Yeah, afternoon, fellas. A pleasure. Two times in one week. Uh, must have done something right. Mate, you did everything right. Um, first of all, update. How'd you go in the hotel room on your own? What was the outcome? <laughs> yeah, so it was good. I took your advice and got the blinds down. Good and yeah, it was, a, it was a good, good afternoon man. watching the cup and the rest of the race. So I might have to write a, a blog on how to how to go to Melbourne and do the Melbourne Cup right. Now, uh, it, has it been a good carnival? Have you done lots of these carnivals? And can you rank it for us? Oh, it has been a good carnival. Uh Pocket-wise to myself, it's been a little bit tricky, but mm. coming out on top, I would rank it or oh, probably one of the better ones. Crowds, races, I think everyone's back on the bandwagon of racing at the moment, so I think it'd be right up there, um, probably top one or two for me. Fashions of field, wasn't it, yesterday, Dino? It was. Oaks Day out there, so I think they got 56,000 odd there. It would have been um, yeah, plenty of uh, nice ladies and gentlemen in the parade ring getting around. So um, big crowd. It's been a good week too, Melbourne-wise, uh, for the weather. So everyone was out and about. Um, big crowd, Oaks Day. Zardozzi, um saluted in the Oaks, a feature on the event. But yeah, it's been a big week and it continues on. Big day Saturday, probably uh, one of the biggest days. There is Champions Day. Absolutely. Now, uh, can you give us your top rides of this carnival so far? And we're talking about the horse riding. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> well, you didn't. I'm glad you clarified. No, because Dino really it could be cycling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melbourne Cup. What, what, what cycling? Well, just you never know. <laughs> you never know. There'd be a tour to Spain or something going on. Anyway, top rides of the carnival thus far, please, Dino. Oh, uh, glad to clarify. We're talking about uh, rides across the, the Melbourne car. All yes. three rides do come from down in Melbourne. Probably the pick of them. Well, we'll start from three and work our way up to one. Number three, um, Bo Mertens on Cox Plate Day, Skybird in the Phillies Classic. Uh, Cox Plate and Moody Valley is a little bit tricky to get around that track. Um, short straight, so you've got to bide your time and you need a lot of luck. His ride was perfect on Skybird, um, saved all the ground back at the insides, the gaps opened up and he had a filly who has a turn of foot and he exploded through the ride, simply won the race. I think that's what deserves to be um, number three. Number two, Pride of Jenny. Front running rides don't often get the accolades they deserve. It looks a lot better if you go back to last and weave your way through and um, get to the line, but front running rides are often the best ones on the data. Um, the one I speak of is Pride of Jenny, Declan Bates. Um, horse who's really tough up on speed he just let him up in a big clip and they couldn't catch him and number one thought the ride in the cup was superb gate 16 for without a fight mark zara found himself back off the speed on the rails pulled out the right time joe Moreira was in behind him he took the wrong gaps while mark zara extended on without a fight and won the melbourne cup probably the best uh, melbourne cup ride i've ever seen in my time so big time jockey big time horse and they're my three uh, good rides of the cup now to look forward Dean, to some more racing, we need to look back. We need to be reflective to pick up some more future winners. Um, are there any horses that stand out to mind that you've got in that little black book of yours? I'm only going to put Shiraz in there for one. Have you got any others? Yeah, I like Shiraz. I think it uh, might be public enemy number one. I think it knocked a lot of people out of the trifectas, but it's a good horse. I often don't see horses like that over those sort of trips, so keep that one in the back pocket. Three that I want to follow out of the, the meeting, Blue Stratum. Went around in the Mario Beyond trial on Tuesday. Um, hit the front a long way out. 
sort of wobbled late, didn't know what to do, and got nailed on the um, line there. But I think that horse, follow it over the next couple of weeks, back around the bend, I think it'll be hard to beat. And Floxy Cleopatra, really good. Bustin' and Young are flying at the moment. This horse was first up. So a lot of these horses have had their grand finals and probably hard to hollow, but, uh, follow, but Floxy Cleopatra... Look first, second up. Stable's going good and comes out of the strong rating Hong Kong Jockey Club stakes. So they're the two. It's a bit of a hard time of the year to follow horses in regards to most of them have their grand finals, but I think them two and your one, two, Sock, we can follow those three moving forward. Very, very good. Uh, now, Dino, finally, tips for tomorrow at Flemington. Um, Sock was saying wear comfortable shoes. Um, and uh, you Let's were saying sun cream, weren't you, Brooksy? Yes, or zinc. Or zinc. Have you got any for us? Dino? Yeah, it's a tricky way to end the day. The rail's going to be out a long way. What I would say is try to back horses that are drawn off the inside, just purely in the fact that the inside's been copying it over the last uh, three or four weeks. Um, first bet of the day comes up, race two, number five, Parasail. Short enough now, what I would say is to probably back this horse on the tote. I think it's too short now. I'm going to have a saver in that race too. Pakari Kari, the six. It's a horse who misses the start. There's a lot wrong, but down the straight at Flemington is probably the place that you can miss the start and run over the top. So I'm going to be playing both those horses in race two. Um, we go to race five, number 13, Osmos. I think we backed this horse last start at Mooney Valley. Just jarred up on the dry track. The track has got a little bit of sting out, up to 2,000 metres. Timmy Clark, what out some bot. I think that's a nice profile. So race five, number 13. And the big bet of the afternoon, I've said it's probably the best bet of the carnival down there in Melbourne. Race six, number eight, Imperatrice um, oh. in the Tangerine. It's about two dollars. I know it's not huge odds, but Sock, I think she's sorry, Dino. Well, Socks getting upset here. Mate. The, it your... is the best bet, but it's. I mean, it's two dollars. That's pretty good. What was it? Run a dollar forty last time it ran, Dino, wasn't it? Imperatrice with those. Yeah, impressions? I think about. Dolly 30, I think it started. I think they're all scared away at the valley. I know, yeah, two dollars doesn't seem like a big price, but when this horse has been running around it, sort of dollar 30 odds, and now we get two dollars, everyone's sort of knocking it, saying it's the first time down the straight. I just love its profile. I think the way it races, it's on pace pattern, uh, tactical speed, I think it will explode there. So, two dollars about a horse who probably should be a dollar 30. So, is that Mooney Valley? That's my cup of tea. Might be not be others, but you can throw it in a multi as well. Very, very good. Will you be going out to Flemington tomorrow, Dino? No, I'm back in Sydney. Back I in flew Sydney. home ooh, Wednesday. So um, I had my Stinkcocks play day, um, a couple of other meetings. So not well and truly um, race out at the moment. Can I ask, Dino, particularly watching the big race days that you've watched down in Melbourne, who's who do you think is the best jockey at the moment? Jay, J-Mac got up yesterday. We're seeing sort of it spread across the field. Is there anyone that if you're just looking at jockeys that I should be following and saying, wow, they've really uh, step up a year? Yeah, well, J-Mac's the obvious one, but the, the issue with him is he's so well found in the market. So he starts sort of at 50 cents or a dollar shorter just because he's on. I think the two big ones in Melbourne are Blake Shin and Mark Zara. They're big-time jockeys. Maybe not Mark Zara. He might be a little bit dusty after an Open Cup win, but Blake Shin, he's as hungry as ever. He's probably, oh, I'd say, form at the moment. He's probably the best jockey in Australia, um, Melbourne-wise, definitely. So he's the one to keep an eye on in the last day. He'll be hungry. He probably hasn't rode a feature winner yet. So I think he's the one to follow across the Flemington meeting there. And obviously, J-Mac, he's, he's elite. Um, he's always hungry. Very good. Dino, what's on for tonight, mate? You got anything exciting happening? 
No, no, relaxing. Actually, I've got to do a bit of form. What's tomorrow? I've got to do Armadale form for Sunday. So I'll be on the couch doing Why a little not? bit of Armadale form. The blinds will be up tonight. Nothing too much going on. <laughs> okay. What does form look like? Do you go through some VHSs of them training in the mountain yard and sort of <laughs> just. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. VHSs. <laughs> well, like the old yeah. plays of back in the day, just putting the old VHS in on, on Imperatries and watching it. Yeah. What, what does it look like form wise? Yeah, for, oh, I've got a bit of a structure, so I've got a, a database that I sort of go through. So I start with just a speed map, figure out what the speed's going to do in the race, who's going to land where, where the horses are suited, sort of the track data, so where you actually want to be in the races. So Flemington example, you want to sort of get to the outside fence, so probably give a couple of horses the tick. Then you just go through the ratings, figure out who can win, who can't win. You normally narrow it down to two or three like that. And then I'm a big replays guy, so I learn a lot more off visually watching the horses rather than reading numbers. So... Go through that. I write it all down on hand, uh, pen and paper. It goes into my head a lot more. And then from there, figure out if I'm happy enough to price the race and figure out if the horse has got enough juice in the price or if it's too short and go through there. So it, it becomes a routine, but um, yeah, everyone sort of does it different. That's the way I sort of do it. So a touch more than a VHS. Is what, <laughs> is, yeah. It's what, what we're learning. <laughs> Just a touch. But... The best thing about the game is I can do all that form and then come up with zero and you and Sock can sit back and pick pick names and, pick and colours. colours and probably beat them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very good. Hey, thanks for joining us thanks, again, mate. Dino. Go well on the weekend, mate. Cheers, legends. Good luck. Thank you. SEN track analyst Dean Watling there. You can visit deanwatling.com for all his exclusive tips. Catch Dino on Giddy Up with Gareth Hall weekdays on SEN track. Uh, now, after the break, we are taking your calls. Call us on one three hundred zero one. 11.70, you are listening to The Run Home on SEN. It's The Run Home with Joel and Fletch, thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagine to be bold. It's now time for my favourite segment. With, I had to... Do you know how hard it was to get this segment song? It was... I had to... Talk, anyway, I've got to go. Painting... Sorry. Pounding the paint <laughs> with the professor. It's all things NBA. It's all things rebounding, um, making cuts, um, jump shots, dunking. All right, the Pacers upset the Bucks 126 to 124 as uh, a bucking big night for G- for Giannis Antetokounmpo. We had 54 points um, for the Greek Freak, one of the greats in the league. The Hawks they defeated the Magic 120 to 119. Uh, that was in Mexico. Trey Young he had 41 points. Hey Sock, guess what? You also have a brand new segment. Your segment is called Linebacks and Cracking Sacks with Sock. <laughs> NFL scores. What do you got for us? Oh, well, the Bears, <laughs> they roared back to life with a third win of the season, defeating the Caroline Panthers 16-13. Donta. Dante. Dante. Dante Foreman's touchdown being the difference. Mate, these segments, you were out of the room, Brooksy. Did you hear how the segments went? Miss. They went really well. <laughs> Beaumont Tires is giving away a trip for two to America's footy biggest game worth over 70000